Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 27 of Just Another Football Podcast with me, Danny Miller. And me, Josh Bentley. I'm going to try not to sound so bored yeah, well, <laughs> this week. I mean, the opening of the podcast like, is supposed to G people up and be like, oh, I can't wait to listen. Are you dropping all your notes on the floor? Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to G people up and be like, oh, I want to listen to this podcast. Woo! Um, and they get yeah. us. Well, then they get us. Yeah, that's true. Um, another, um, like, fairly, I would say, not a m- mediocre weekend of football, but, like, meh, so-so, would you say? Yeah, I felt that, watching all the highlights and stuff. Yeah, kind of run-of-the-mill. Well, we'll start on Saturday, because, actually, Saturday started off all right. Um, Spurs versus Arsenal, it finished one all. Uh, that result ends Tottenham's run of 28 Premier League games without a draw, which is the third longest run ever without a draw in, uh, from the start of a top flight season. Mental. Madness. It's like us, we hadn't drawn, our six-a-side team hadn't drawn and now we've done two in a row. Yeah, madness. Um, good start for Arsenal. Ramsey goes through, good finish. Yeah, well the, uh, Lacazette had missed a... Uh, Chance before then as well, where yeah. he just like snatched it and you like he left a Bamiyang on the bench, and you just wonder if that had been a Bamiyang, would that have been in the back of the net? I think um, it was a to leave a Bamiyang and Ozil on the bench. I think was just tactical genius, yeah, because it nullified uh, like Spurs's uh, fullbacks. The fullbacks just didn't do anything all game. And also Spurs have probably prepped all week for marking those two. Yeah, exactly. And then they're just not there and it's like, oh. But I thought, again, Ramsey was brilliant. I don't know what Arsenal are going to do without Ramsey. It's like it's just the maddest thing, that him let, letting him go for, for free. Um, that won't have been Emery's decision, though, will it? Do you not think? Well, he keeps playing him. Well, they, it was him that withdrew the contract offer. Emery or Arsenal well well Arsenal but you it happened when Emery took over yeah so you do wonder um, the big talking point from the game though was Harry Kane um, so ball comes in from the free kick mm-hmm. um, Kane is in an offside position but Mustafi pushes him and it's deemed as a foul not an offside what are your... Is this, because we were having this discussion yesterday, and on match of the day, they took the view that it was offside. Yeah. But from what we said yesterday, had you seen a referee talking about it? Is that where your input I have from? the rules here. Do you want me to yeah, read the rules here? So isn't it, I believe, because Kane hasn't made an obvious attempt to go for the ball yet, that it's a foul, not an offside? So, I have the rules here. So I'm wrong. A player in an offside position is moving towards the ball with the intention of playing the ball and is fouled before or attempting to play the ball or challenging an opponent for the ball the foul is penalised as it occurred before the offside fence wait was that a question? no 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 that's a statement oh then the the statement below it says an offence is committed against a player in an offside position who is already playing or attempting to play the ball or challenging an opponent for the ball the offside offence is penalised as it occurred before the foul challenge. So for me, it's offside because Kane is challenging another player, mm-hmm. whether that's Mustafi or... Is it Koscielny that's in front of him? I can't remember. Koscielny, I don't know if Koscielny even played. Um, someone in front of him. He's challenging them for the ball. He gets up and jumps for the ball before Mustafi pushes him. Mm-hmm. So he is already going for the ball in my in my opinion yeah fair but is. again it's one of these where which is so close I don't think the referees because the linesman didn't flag at all so I don't think the line the linesman's not in a cor- the correct position Robbie I think it was Robbie Savage said as a linesman you've got like two fundamental jobs and it's throw-ins and offsides yeah. and if you can't see it from a dead ball situation then yeah cause there's that freeze frame and admittedly that freeze frame is but he is he is like a yard offside at least and there's but six Spurs yeah, players offside they're all offside but then has that could almost be deceptive can't it because if he's thought 
they're all together. Oh, I don't think he's offside, so they uh-huh. can't. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, doesn't take there away were, from actually, the there fact were a lot that it was goals offside over the game weekend. That although too close for, in my opinion, to call with the naked eye would have been chalked off under VAR. Yeah, there was quite quite a few to be fair. So if you were in charge of VAR there, are you given the penalty or are you given the offside? Um, offside because he's yeah. making an attempt to play the ball, isn't he? He's yeah, I agree. Um, other than that. The in the final few minutes, Davinson Sanchez fouls Bamiang, who steps up penalty. Right, it's another one of those. It's a very soft challenge, but he's given the ref a decision yeah. to make. Uh, I looks... just think anywhere else on the pitch, it's a foul. So in the box, it should be a but foul. But I don't as well. know what he's. Bamiang's running away from goal. He doesn't need to make the chat. Just shepherd him. Yeah. Shepherd him into the corner. <laughs> um, good save by Lloris, though, yeah, from the penalty. But should have been retaken encroaching yeah but he's not encroaching he's he's basically stood five yards inside the box yeah. but again these are these are things that like happen all the time mm-hmm. and referees just don't pull them up like if that goes in nobody's talking about the encroachment you know what I mean but I suppose yeah. like he's not affecting play then but there was who was in was it the noble one that had to be retaken yeah He's not even got to the ball before the refs like stopped. No, it. I know, and that's what's good. Like that, that was that's good uh, refereeing. I think it's just uh, it's just annoying when like things like that are gonna decide. I mean, that puts Arsenal one point behind Spurs if that goal goes in, that penalty goes in, and uh, Vertonghen gets back to make the block from the fo- obviously the save gets pushed out. Yeah. It gets crossed back in, and Aubameyang like gets it towards goal. But Vertonghen's in position to block it. If yeah. he's not encroaching in the box, he's not back in time to stop that. Yeah, going exactly, in. exactly. Well, uh, I think there's a new law come out that you won't be able to score from a rebound from a penalty next season. I think that's uh, fair because it's quite. Do you think? Like, why if it ain't broke well you know you know what the rule is if it hits the post so what? if you like hit a penalty against the post and it comes back out the penalty taker can't touch the ball again until someone else oh, touches really? it yeah because I, I got in trouble once for verbally abusing a referee because I didn't know that rule <laughs> and thought he was being um, I, I think in my opinion if it ain't broke don't game. fix it yeah. like it's fair game he's missed the penalty fair enough but like, why should the attacking team be penalised for not scoring a penalty, if that makes sense? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I was going to use basketball as an example, but that's not really comparable. <laughs> um, fourth place is definitely up for grabs. Yeah. Is third? Yeah, I think so. Spurs are on this little sort of... They've collected one point of their last nine. It's, I mean, it's been a horror week for Spurs. Yeah. It's been a horror week. They're, what would sum up their week was is if they lose to Dortmund tonight. If they lose or if they go out of the Champions League. Well, it's the same. Well, the three. Well, yeah, I suppose. Uh, well, I think if they go out of the Champions League. Because I think if they lose like one nil or two one to Dortmund Dortmund are at home that's sort of fair enough although Dortmund aren't doing very well at the moment either they lost at the weekend yeah they lost one nil on Friday yeah Um, Arsenal have only won one of their last 11 games at Spurs but I think that is a fairly good result for them and they should have had more because of poor refereeing decisions I would say yeah Um, Lacazette as well in the second half missed he missed a couple of chances like yeah. during the game. And I think Lacazette's a quality player. But he needs to be burying there. Yeah. Um just looking at Spurs' next few games, you would have sh- uh, uh, minus Dortmund. Southampton, Palace, Liverpool, Brighton, Huddersfield, Man City. So like four very winnable games, two big games. Well, if they lose to Liverpool and Man City, or draw then I mean that third place is well up for grabs at the moment I think they'll be okay 
for it. In fact, well, they're nine points. I, I mean, I gave them the kiss of death by putting them in second. I do apologise to any Spurs fans listening. Um, but then I remembered who the other player was that we gave the kiss of death to. Go Tom on. Heaton. Tom Heaton, yeah. I mean, oh no, I called that. I called that his form would end. Um, yeah, Man United are three points off Spurs. Arsenal are four points off. It is well and truly open now. And the goal differences are Spurs have 26, Man United have 20, Arsenal have 22. So again, it's like Spurs lose a game, a couple of games. Yeah, they're getting sucked back into it, aren't they? Yeah. Um, anything else to say on that game? A um, couple of things, a couple of tackles. The Torreira tackle was horrific. Yes. It is. Oh. And he's complaining about being sent off. It's not a great tackle, but I have to admit. Have you also seen the one that Shaka made on Kane in the first half? That went un- it wasn't even given as a foul. Yes. So he slid in from behind. Yeah, but I saw it. That was naughty. Naughty, that. I mean, I don't That's think a red. Yeah, it's... He's not making no attempt for the ball. Yeah, I, naughty, that. And, and Poch, you know... Swings and roundabouts, Spurs get a goal from an offside. It sort of balanced itself yeah. out, didn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, one thing I would like to say for our listeners' benefit is what I've told you about Christian Eriksen this morning. Um, so last night on, no, sorry, the Football Writers Podcast, which if you don't listen to it, it's great. It's like four journalists chatting yeah. about football. They like. Listen they, to this first. Listen to this first, and then, and then listen, listen to yeah, that afterwards, so. and you'll hear how to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's called Mike Calvin is the guy who always like chairs it and then they have mm-hmm. three other journalists since August 2014 Christian Eriksen has started 250 games for Spurs Spurs in that time have played 260 games it's madness that is mental what um, do you say on average that was so if that was if football was played as a year round thing that's a game one game a week but I've sort of factored in that there's 90 days on average sort of break from May to August uh-huh. when they don't play so that works out as a game every five days and th- those statistics don't include Denmark appearances or pre-season games madness um, so no wonder he's a bit off the boil potentially uh, they yeah. reckon the journalists reckon he's going to go in the summer where to Barcelona yeah Spain he I said th- that didn't he when he was at Ajax he said the only place he'd ever go was Barcelona and then he signed for Spurs yeah, I think there is a, a step between the uh, Eredivisie and La Liga, though. And whether that step is the Premier League is debatable. But he is. Uh, if Spurs lose him, it's going to be huge. Like, who do they get in to replace someone like Christian Eriksen? I mean, obviously they've got players like Deli Ali in that, but he's such a crucial player to them. Yeah. Uh- Ericsson's more a creator than Ali is. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think they have any other playmaker-type players in that squad. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, then, let's move on. Uh, Brighton versus Huddersfield. Finish 1-0 to Brighton. Uh, that's Brighton's first win in the league in 2019. Um, and you have to say that they were fairly lucky to come away with all three points. Um, yeah. br- some brilliant saves from the Huddersfield keeper. Um, I think he'll be bought by someone was it Lursel that was playing at the weekend yeah Lursel I think he'll be bought by someone would second choice him, keeper maybe Newcastle's second choice keeper nah Freddie Woodman is yeah. an up is and Carl coming Carl still yeah we've got four like decent keepers Rob Elliott Carl Darlow Freddie Woodman Martin Brafka but I mean what I, I suppose what I meant was if you didn't have Oh, well, if if you didn't have a second choice keeper, if I was someone like Bournemouth, I'd definitely be looking at him. Yeah, because I mean, Boric, Boric and Begovic are like quite old. Aren't yeah, Boric is like probably a season away from retirement. So you're looking at someone like Lursel to come in and step up, really, aren't you? Yeah. Um, Brighton's goal come from oh, go on Leicester. If Leicester Michael goes Leicester. That's a shout. Yeah. Uh, Brighton's goal came from a uh, um, quick free kick and Donay with his fifth goal of the season. His sub changed the game, really. Um, he gave them an extra outlet. Um, is this Obviously, we spoke at the start of the season about Glenn Murray. 
when he stops firing his dip in form has coincided with Brighton's dip in form mm-hmm. is someone like Andone the, the person that can come in and sort of uh, give Brighton a little bit more or do they need to invest in a striker otherwise they're going to be in trouble uh, yeah I think they need to set the forward Andy Carroll they'll be my tip to go down next season you think yeah I just think that this season has proven that they're a bit of a one-trip pony. I didn't realise that Amex stands for American Express. I learned that last week. Oh, one. is it? Yeah, it's the American Express Stadium. Oh, well, that makes sense. Cause was it you who was telling it? me what the Rugby League Stadium's called in... Oh, it's like the Totally, the totally Wicked, wicked the, Stadium. Yeah, in St. Helens. Hooray. Um Should Brighton have had a penalty? Congolo on Andone? Uh, no, he got the ball. For me. He got... Yeah, he gets the ball, but he's also pulling him. So okay. for me, it was a penalty. I hadn't. If you look at his upper body, I, I thought the other one was more the second one, the Bernardo. Um, yeah, I thought that was more a penalty. I've written here, seen them give. It. I don't think it was a penalty because it was outside the box. The initial contact was outside okay. the box. I was going further, pulling him back, not the. Yeah, penalty. but yeah, it was a, it was definitely pulling on him. It's definitely uh, pulling on him. Huge win for Brighton, though. That lifts them uh, up into 15th. Five points off the relegation zone. Uh, Sorry, I tell a lie. Where am I? Sorry, yes, yes, five points off the relegation zone. I'll just kick my mic. Um, Safe? How many points until they're safe? Yeah, I think they're safe. Because there's three worst teams in them this season. Yeah. Sievert was fuming about the goal they conceded. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. He was like, he well, he's almost shouting at the camera on in his post match. Yeah, just like we shouldn't have lost that game. He was like, we've lost that game because we've just stopped concentrating for ten seconds. Yeah, it's game. nice to see a manager come out and criticise his players. He wasn't like my players are shit, but he was like. That's not something that's acceptable. Yeah, but that you—I mean, you rarely see that, yeah. don't you? I think he's going to be a good coach, you know. So I've do just I. Got a feeling they're um, still eleven points off safety. I don't no, think they're gone. They're, they're gone, gone, but yeah. I think they could possibly make a playoff push next season. Whether they come up, yeah, is is another question. But they, um, I think they'll keep the majority of what they've got, and they'll probably strengthen with. Hopefully they'll bring someone like Punching in. The championships are on a very different animal to the Premier League, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like it's two games a week most weeks. Yeah. You need to have a big squad. And it's a lot more physical as well. Mm-hmm. Like People talk about the Premier League being physical, but the championship is like is it a completely different beast. Completely mm-hmm. different beast. Uh, anything else to say on the game? Uh, no. I'm surprised we spent that long on it. Yeah. Um, Burnley versus Palace. It finished 3-1 to Crystal Palace. Uh, Michi Batshuayi scored five goals in his last seven starts in all competitions for English clubs. Um, not only is Palace's away record better than at home this season, but they've taken just they've taken 20 points from a possible 33 on the road, a joint league high of 61%. Their away form going to save them? Oh, they're well safe for me. I think since Batshuayi's come in, they've just been a different club. Yeah. You know what? Interesting. Go on. What do you think? You might completely shoot me down. This is not me saying this is what I think is going to happen, but I could see this panning out. If they get a couple more signings in the summer, Dark Horses for like a seventh finish next season. They're in a false position definitely this season, in my opinion. Also, what, for them what's to, happened to a Hodgson team playing at, like attacking football? What's going on? That's why they're down there, in my opinion. Yeah, what, because he plays safe? Or because, because he plays safe, yeah. He's got a... He needs to improve his defence. Yeah. They've conceded 39 goals this season, which doesn't seem like loads, but they've scored 35. Mm-hmm. And they've lost key games. They've lost 14 games this season. Yeah. That's why they're down he there. He also can't make his mind up on his keeper. He swaps them yeah. every other week. Lussell at um, Palace? I like both the keepers. They've got Hennessy made Guita? Guita? Guita, I think. Um, uh, I would say until they have... Uh, I mean, I, I really like Sacco, but he doesn't have a real partner in defence yeah 
Tompkins at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so another centre back, and I would say a, a manager that plays to the strengths of Zaha Townsend and Batshuayi. Zaha was basically the difference between the two sides yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, bit of not magic, bit of quality. He just like did yeah. He was he was man. He got man of the match. Led he to was... the own goal. Wan Bissaka, by the way, great ball in for. Batch oh, Wan Bissaka. Apparently, Man United are in for him. Yeah, That's that doesn't surprise me at all. Right, his podcast was saying D- doesn't surprise me. He would thrive at somewhere like Man United, but you do worry that it'd be another Luke Shaw, and he wouldn't kick on for a couple of years, and then. But. He doesn't have Mourinho. Will he play week in, week out at Man United? So, for me, if Wan-Bissaka comes in, that says to me that Young and Valencia are going to go. Well, Valencia is going. Valencia That's confirmed, go. yeah. Young, will he stick? Because is he club ca- No, Valencia's club captain, yeah. technically, isn't he? So, young, Young's like acting captain. But then they've got Dallo, and if Wan-Bissaka comes in, they have those two battling. Well, Dallo, Dallo's right 19, Wan-Bissaka's 21. I would say that Young would probably stay as a sort of mentor to those two. I'm not a defender, but I'm going to be coaching you on playing in defence. Yeah, exactly. He's not a defender. At all. I can't teach you how to play football, but I can teach you how to be a prick. Yeah. Um. So where do you think that Palace need to improve then? Defence. Yeah. And I really like Jeffrey Schlupp in like central midfield. Yeah. Would you know? I think he's he's him Milivojevic, Max Meyer, Kuyate. They've got a good like group of midfielders there. One more centre mid of like maybe sort of proven Premier League pedigree. Seri could be a shout Seri. for them. He's not proven Premier League. No, I would but say. he's good. Yeah. Um, or maybe like a, a Tom Kearney potentially yeah. yeah I think they could look at the cl- the good players from clubs that are going down or Moy. they can look to Aaron Moy. Aaron Moy potentially just basically having a slightly big I think they need a new left back who's been playing is it Van Arnholt or yeah Van Arnholt again isn't for me isn't a defender no I think Joel Ward's a solid pro but if they lose Wan-Bissaka they'll need to replace yeah uh, so you know I think you could be cautiously optimistic if you're a Palace fan. Yeah, I would say so as well. And they're happy to spend some money as well. Uh, on to Burnley. Um, my issue with Burnley is I don't feel like they have a plan B. And I feel like target man and Deitch is only option. Can really. you imagine like Deitch in the dressing room like, Cole lads, physicality. Here we go, physical. And then it's like, well, what do we do if that doesn't work? Yeah, no, physical. Exactly. That's not my impression of how he sounds, by yeah. the way. I'm just doing it. <laughs> You're he, about three he, octaves too like, high. Come on, lads. Physical. <laughs> um, no, I just think that they bring they bring Peter Crouch off the bench and it's like, well, that's pretty much what you've been doing all game. He nearly scored. He did. I was rooting he, he for is, him to score. Like, I'm not saying he's not a good player because he's a good option to have in the squad, but what I'm saying is like, they're playing someone like Palace, who have got big, strong defenders like Sako. Yeah, like Sako is not going to be beaten by uh, by Wood or or Barnes. Like he is as strong. Wood and Barnes are target member. They're not actually that tall. No, but they're they're strong. But they're not very quick, are they? Yeah. So like, why in January didn't he say to Stoke like, can we have, I don't know who plays for Stoke anymore to be honest but someone like Berahino like he's the sort of player that would go in there and I think would get chances if they were playing a little bit like with more pace I think Mm -hmm. we said this at the start of the season that Burnley's problem was that they didn't have any pace anywhere on the pitch and that's why they were losing and they were in the bottom three they remind me a bit of England circa 2010 World Cup they play very rigidly in a 4-4-2 and it's almost sort of like there's no flexibility about it yeah um, yeah they, I think they'll be disappointed with all three goals they conceded as well because they yeah. they could have all been avoided I mean I feel, feel a bit sorry for Heaton he's conceded three goals but you'd argue he couldn't really do anything about them yeah well they're on the same points as Brighton on 30 points five above the relegation zone uh, Brighton have a game in hand though 
Again, there's three teams worse than them for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I just think they need to do something in the summer which changes their style of play because they've been found out mm-hmm. from the last couple of seasons. All right then, uh, on to a Jamie Vardy. I mean, I'm completely stirring there. Like Leicester are obviously not going to sell Vardy. I think they should, but whether they do or not, I mean, it's a shout, you know. I wouldn't be surprised to see that, like eight, nine, ten million, far. eight, nine, ten million, something yeah. like that. Um, all right, then next game. On to a great game. Man United versus Southampton. It finished 3-2 to Manchester United. Andreas Pereira became the first Brazilian to score an assist in the Premier League for Man United since... Who? Cleberson. No. I'll give you a clue. Raphael. It was versus Blackpool in May 2011. Oh, Anderson. Yes, correct. Um, Southampton took the lead with a fantastic strike from Valerie. Um, Do you think De Gea should have saved it? No. Because if it's that from side up, from like the angle you watch the game from, I thought, oh, De Gea's got a hand to that. But if you watch it from like, it just sort of goes late. Yeah, it like dips away from him at the last minute. I think it's just a brilliant strike. Yeah. If you can get the ball that close into the post, I just don't think that. I would say that like nine times out of ten, you would probably give the. You should just give all the credit to the player. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the keeper, if the keeper's in the right position to start with or in a good position to start with, he should be saving it. But the majority of the time, the like the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the benefits got to go to the striker. Mm-hmm. Um, Man United have come from behind eight times to beat Southampton in the Premier. Bloody League. hell! Um, Pereira then scored in exactly the same corner. Um, yeah, what a finish! Better than Valerie's. Um, yes, because he's got more to do. But yeah. you could argue having those players in front of you gives you something to bend it round, uh-huh. as opposed to Valerie just having to just he just fucking <laughs> blasted it, didn't he? And also Pereira's like an attacking player, so you'd sort of expect him to be able to do that. Yeah, he said he described that as his best game in a Man United shirt, and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't yeah, disagree. Yeah, I thought he was good. Uh, Lukaku ultimately won the game for United um, was he offside for his first one uh, yes yes who was it um, who was doing match the day one was it Shearer Shearer and Shearer. Uh, Ian Wright oh it might have been Ian Wright actually Ian Wright was like what advantage uh, has he gained by his knee being offside like he's had to do so much before he scored and I was just he's like, offside though it's not the point Ian. yeah it's not the point yeah also just on a side note you know, I've just remembered about last night that lad saying that they should have had a penalty because even though it was handball outside the box, the shot was on goal. Oh yeah, he said the shot was on target, even though Chris was outside the box and yeah. he handballed it. What a fucking knobhead! They were a bunch of knobheads. I hope they listen to this podcast. Yeah, number eleven, we're coming for you next time. Yeah, just to give some context, number eleven for the team that we played last night in our sixth side didn't shake the hands of any of our team, and when I called him up on it. He was just a massive twat about it. Yeah. I would use another word to describe him, but we've said that that's one of two words that we're not going to use on this podcast. Um, Southampton, a lot better. James Ward-Prowse scored a fantastic free kick. England caller? Yeah, got to be. Yeah? I would definitely agree. Actually, an England recall, because he's been called up before. But has he got a cap? Um, I think he does off the bench, yeah. Briefly. Let's find out. Um, he is a. He's come through the the England youth system, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he was under thirty-one for thirty-one caps for England and twenty-one cap for England. Uh, he I think played. he came off the bench against like Brazil or Germany or something. Uh, yeah, he made a senior debut along with teammate Nathan Redmond in a one-nil away loss to Germany, replacing Jake Livermore after eighty-two minutes. Your England knowledge is scary. Right, I've realised. You what need this to get is. some friends. Do you know what I realised? You know how I like go mental every time England play. Yeah, it's because I don't have a club that I can do that about. Yeah, that's fair. I've said that. I said this all the time though that it's normally the lower league fans that enjoy watching England, or the smaller clubs. Anyway, um, Pogba missed a penalty. Lol. 
That's all we need to say. I've on that. written here Pogba misses pen, and then in capital letters I've put twat with shit run up. Yeah. I mean, we're, I'm not going to let this go how fucking twatty that run up is. I just can't. But he's now what like, is the point? He's now doing half and half. He's like oh, doing he's, half the run up and then thinking this is ridiculous. He's such a twat. It was a good save, actually. It was a good with save. His foot. It was um, a really good game overall, I thought. I thought Southampton should have had two penalties. Go on. Bertrand tugged back by Smalling. Yes, penalty for back, me. And the second one, Young, does the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I thought the second one would have been harsh, but, but he still tugged him back. He's, it's not even like he's... But he's not even made an attempt to play the ball. Yeah. He's just gone like over his shoulder with his arm. Um, I agree. I've written here, I wrote Sanchez should also have had a pen, but then I changed it to could. And then having watched it from several angles, it, it barely affects him. But then yeah. the defenders made the the gesture of trying to pull him back. Yeah, no, not for me. VAR would have had a field day in that game. Yes, they would have. I don't think the Sanchez one was a penalty. I would say that the second Southampton one would have been harsh, but the first one was definitely a pen. And they would have been gone 2-0 up at that point. Three wins in 45 visits to Old Trafford since 1969. Now 46 visits. It's not the best record but ever, is it? two in the last six. It was two in the last five going into the game yeah. on Saturday. Well, on to a couple of teams that also don't have a particularly good record at uh, Old Trafford. And that's Wolves versus Cardiff. Uh, finished 2-0 to Wolves. John Ruddy in. Massive change, dropping Rudy Patricio. Also... Uh, Doherty and Neves were dropped I've put slash rested um, Gunnison nearly scores the luckiest goal of all time mm-hmm. Ruddy does just enough did you see the like reverse angle where he's like he's like flapping on the ground yeah. and he goes oh I can just hold it yeah. and he just realises it and he just like grabs it <laughs> that look in his eyes I thought he had a decent game yeah good keeper John Ruddy he was in England's Euro 2012 squad but then he broke his finger yes yeah I remember that Um Wolves' first goal, though. Mm-hmm. Goal of the weekend? Um, uh, team goal of the weekend. Team goal of the weekend, yeah. Brilliant. Um, just Jota and Jimenez combining. Uh, they did two minutes later as well. Ultimately, Cardiff's defence is going to be their downfall this season, and they've lost Sol Bamba. But is that could that be a godsend? Uh, I think he's just played that many games for them this season like he, he is a bit of a general in defence I think he make makes up for his sort of lack of Premier League ability with the way he, like way he plays and I think he's uh-huh. like their defensive organiser so that could also he is 34 yeah that was his 100th appearance for Cardiff 10 goals and 100 appearances for a defender that's alright good it? most of them are offside though yeah that I mean that is also true 44 caps for the Ivory Coast he, I think it'll be a good thing for for him, uh, for Cardiff. I think that Warnock needs to see other players in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying they have anyone better, but what I'm saying is that I think that he sort of rests on his laurels a bit, Sol Bamber, and that I think a bit of fresh blood in there might do them some good. I'm not saying that they're going to stay up, because I don't think they're going to stay up, but I think it'll help... Cardiff in the long term for for Bamba to be out a little bit. Um, it could have been three. Dendonka hit the post. Um, Etheridge made some unbelievable saves. He did. Oh, that save of the season mm-hmm. to deny Jimenez. I mean, Jimenez has the whole goal to aim at, and he hits it close. W- to the keeper. But he's going the other way, and he like yeah. just sticks his arm out and like flicks, flicks it with it his fingers. So good. Um, do you think Ryan Bennett should have been sent off? Um, so he's on a yellow card. Yes, I've got it written down. Challenge. Yeah, Ryan Bennett red for me. Yes, second yellow late, late in the challenge. What do you think of Andre Mariner as a referee? Hit and miss. Yeah, he always seems to have control over a game. Though. Yeah, um, but he's he'll make he'll have a great game or like three games where there's no talking points and he's been brilliant. Nearly have one terrible game mm-hmm. where like there's three or four contentious decisions so there was a nasty challenge made by Morgan Gibbs White in the first half that they didn't really yeah, didn't really focus on but his studs are up and he 
To be fair, I thought he handled it quite well. Yeah. He gave him a talking to. Yeah, yellow like, for Obviously, me. for a young player, that's probably quite useful rather than just being like, I'm going to send you off for that because yeah. it's terrible. I think it was a yellow card, yeah, it at least. Yeah, been a yellow for me. Um, Cardiff play four of, the la- uh, four of the top six in their last nine games. They should have picked up points earlier, otherwise they... Yep, I agree. Quite literally wouldn't have been in this position, but they... are doomed. Yeah, they are They're doomed, doomed. Doomed. Unless they pick up, um, like, three points in the other five games, which... 15 Wait. points would save them, but I don't think... It's not going to happen. It's going to happen, no. All right. Apologies, on, I'm just snacking. No, it's it's okay. On to the final game of Saturday, which was West Ham versus Newcastle. It finished two nil to West Ham. West Ham have completed the league double over Newcastle for the first time since last season. No, ninety eight, ninety nine. We beat them last season twice, I think. Um, unfortunately. And I don't say this lightly or very often. Rafa was tactically outwitted by Pellegrini, I think, mm-hmm. on on Saturday night. Also, a very Newcastle's performance was fairly terrible. Um, Rice nod, nodded home the uh, the first goal, which capped off a good performance for him. I thought I thought he was uh, he was very good. Um, long staff on Snodgrass. Yellow correct call or yes, because he's not. Off the ground. Yeah, me. I think it was fifty-fifty. It's a fifty-fifty challenge, um, and he, he can't pull out. The other players just nick the ball away first. Uh huh. Yeah, I think yellow was the right call for me personally. And um, Lejeune on Hernandez for the penalty. 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 Stupid tackle. I've. I watched the first time I saw it. I was like, that is harsh, because I thought he'd gone down easy, but actually. Lejeune catches like his foot, and he's he is going. He has left his leg in. He is going to go down, but I think it's just a. Sh- he doesn't need to make that challenge. What is he doing? Um, match of the day didn't show the noble tackle on Almiron. I don't know if you've seen it. That should have been a red card for me. He's high and uh, high and late, and with excessive force as well. For me, that's a red card. Um, I bet Almiron was still smiling after it. Though. Probably. Did you see the video that West Ham posted of? Because you know they named their stand after that uh, guy who's got like eight hundred appearances. Seven hundred four yeah. appearances, I think, for them. Um, like Bobby something. Yeah, something like that. Um, he. Do you see the video of the stand after they scored? No. It was basically like a table of all pensioners that had won bingo. It was embarrassing. They were like, basically saying, oh, it looks class. And it was basically like, yay. And then people like slowly standing up and clapping. It was embarrassing. Jolly good show. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Uh, Longstaff went off at half time. And contrary to what I thought, which was because he'd had a yellow card and he wasn't playing too well, it was actually because he was injured. He left the stadium on crutches. Uh, but Diame came on, was brilliant. Perez should have scored. Um, how many more points do Newcastle need before they can say that they're safe or how many fairly want? safe? We're on thirty-one. Seven. Seven. We've got winnable games coming up. Um, we play Everton at the weekend at home. Our home form's been super good, but an out-of-form Bournemouth. Um, oh, we've missed Bournemouth, Man City. We'll have to go back to that. Um, right, I've got beef with this. Why were they on second on Man City? Oh, because because Man City are challenging for the title. But it was a shit game. There was like three minutes of highlights. There was, yeah. Um, yeah, so Newcastle have got some winnable games coming up. Uh, Crystal Palace at home again. Leicester, Southampton, Brighton. I mean, I think we only play Liverpool from Liverpool and Arsenal from the top six, so. I think we'll get those seven points fairly easily. All right, then, let's go back. This is the first time we've done this. In 27 episodes, this is the first time I've missed a game uh, from the three clocks. Bournemouth versus Man City. It finished 1-0 to Manchester City. Um, Bournemouth failed to record a shot against Manchester City the first time they failed to register an attempt in the Premier League game, and it's only the third time that it's happened since Opta Records began. 
It's also the first time that a home team has failed to have a shot on target in the Premier League ever. Terrible right. first half. Right, flip this round. Eddie Howe, Bournemouth, when they've played the top six, have been top six, top six have been hammered. Yeah. So for me, that's an improvement. I, admittedly, they didn't show anything going forward, but he's shown that he can set a team up to defend. I'll look at it from a Newcastle fan perspective. Uh-huh. If that's Rafa Benitez, he is hammered. But we didn't hammer him when Newcastle lost 2-1 at the start of the season. He set up 5-4-1. What? We didn't hammer him. I mean, the press might have done, but there's no point going out to... Tr- I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that... I just think that with showing what's happened recently with Man City and the teams that they've lost against like Newcastle, Leicester, Crystal Palace like unlike last season where City were basically unbeatable this I, season I think there is there's ways to get round that and I just don't are, think yes, Bo- and Bournemouth I, are at home I think City didn't give them the opportunity to I think City played very well yeah kept, I thought City were good very well um, um not a great first half in general, especially for City, who lost De Bruyne. Looks like and he could Stones. be off for a while. Stones was a precaution. Precautionary. Um, for me, this game shows why City are like champion material. Yeah. Because they found a way to win. Yeah, even though they came up against basically a line of 10 and then a goalkeeper. That was their first goal in open play since... Uh, start February uh, it was Sterling in the Champions League against Schalke oh Schalke mid-February yeah um, mental that isn't it yeah Bournemouth without Wilson lacking some a bit punch. toothless and Solanke's injured as well yeah again again the biggest waste of 20 million ever um, I was listening so Man City had 23 shots Bournemouth had none only one stat that matters at the end of the day yeah that is very very true so on the football writers podcast this can lead in nicely because I'm guessing we're going to start with the Merseyside derby on Sunday no we're not going to do that because it was oh. last oh well we can do um, again football writers podcast mentioned them a lot today they said someone who doesn't get enough credit at Liverpool is the, the bloke who oversees like the transfers in and out like yeah. the recruitment guy if you think about it they've got like 20 million for Solanke Ibe they got yeah 20 million for Ibe 10 million for a bloke called Stewart oh yeah 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 Um, he went to a championship team I can't remember what his first name is I mean 140 mil for Coutinho like yeah raking it in yeah it's madness it's madness madness Um, alright on to Sunday then we're going to start with uh, Fulham versus Chelsea Mm -hmm. it finished 2-1 2-1 to Chelsea. Eden Hazard became the third Chelsea player to both score and assist 50 Premier League goals, 81 goals, 50 assists. After who? Frank Lampard. Yes. Quite good with these facts, aren't I? Oh, is there more than one? There's one, there's one more, yeah. Um, Frank Lampard. Zola. Nope. Good Johnson. Nope. Is it a forward? Yep. Drogba. Yes, Didier Drogba. Uh, much better f- uh, from yeah. Fulham. Will Scott Parker do a, a good job? Has he been announced as the official full-time manager? No. He's not been announced as the official full-time manager. That's Did not me saying. For me, Parker's not one of those people that you can imagine would be a football manager. Do you think? He was captain of. He he captained Newcastle, Chelsea, Fulham. Like at least once, he was club captain for Fulham. He would have been club captain for Newcastle for a bit longer if absolute uh, Charlton as well. For me, what a legend! He's a Scott Parker. Yeah, he should have had way more than eighteen England caps in my in my book. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to do a good job. Like. Fulham have sort of locked they, like what Fulham did they got promoted last year and then basically ripped that team apart Yeah, and like no one who had an influence in the championship has really had that much say in the Premier League team yeah. this year even is, people like Tom Kenny who were so crucial to them a, is there a lad called McDonald who made his like first yeah. Premier League start the weekend but that was crucial 
And I think when you come up from the championship, you've got to have that balance. Yeah. I think Wolves have had that balance. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I think that's what he'll bring. Um, I think he's just going to bring some passion into that side. I think they've just lacked a bit of... I mean, Sessegnon caught out again at left-back. He's playing left-wing. Well, caught Brian out left on, that, on that left side. Yeah. He was caught out for the... Higuain goal. First or second goal? Yeah, the Higuain goal, first one. Um, I just... Uh, if he's going to play there, if he's going to play on the wing, he needs a good left-back behind him because he's not going to get back. And mm-hmm. he, if when he does, he's not going to defend. Um, Kepa back in for Chelsea. Had a mixed game. Would you say? Oh, he made some unreal saves. He made some great saves, but got lucky once or twice. Yeah, as well. He nearly uh, dropped Bab- dropped Babel in on goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't think he's been made to pay for. No, neither do ma- I. Yeah, that's Chelsea protecting. It's a like club asset. it's like putting your kid on the naughty step for like basically smashing up your whole house, and then. Being like, oh, it's fine, and giving them a chocolate bar. Like getting like two minutes later, walking up to detention, and then the teacher goes like, "Oh, you can go." Yeah, it's all right. Just shit. But for me, that's Chelsea protecting a seventy million pound player. Do you think something's quit? come from above and said yeah. to Sari, "You need yeah. to play him"? Do you think? Yeah, I think they value Kepa more than they do Sari. I would probably agree with that. Uh, Jorginho, oh, he, he scored. He did. What he a scored. As well. How many passes do you know? Do you know? I haven't got this stat, no but idea. wonder how many passes he's done before he's got a goal. As he like season. advanced over the halfway line, like his like pace distance like stopped so much, it was almost like he was <sighs> like, "No, what am I doing?" Maybe that shows that he should be playing a little bit further forward because yeah. he can finish I like that. I don't think you see Kante finishing like that. Well, you say that he scored a. One or two good, decent goals yeah, in the last yeah, couple of like seasons. A curving finish no, from no. the edge of the bar. Um, he played pretty well, and Chelsea, I think, probably deserved the win overall. <clears> would you say? Yeah. Fulham um, have not conceded less than two in a game since December. That's madness. Their defense is just so bad. It's so bad. That's what sent them down. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, eight points off safety now. Was there a foul on Joe Bryan in the build-up to Chelsea's second goal? For me, no. No. He's, From what he I can remember, no. fell into Kante, yeah, I think nah, it was. Not for me. Um, all right. Oh, you know what? We've done Fulham-Chelsea, and I've missed another game. Watford versus Leicester. We'll do that next. Uh, right, finished. missed Sessegnon's offside goal at the end as well. Oh, it was definitely offside. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely offside. Uh, Watford versus Leicester, 2-1 to Watford. Uh, Leicester have now conceded five Premier League goals inside the opening five minutes of matches this season, the most, uh, the joint most in the division alongside Burnley. They've also uh, conceded more goals in the first 15 minutes than any other side in the league. Mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers lo- loses his first game in the final minutes, uh, but we'll start with Deeney's goal. So should, Mike, should Michael do better? He's offside. He is offside. Um, I think by literally a hair on his knee. I think. I think. Isn't it? Still offside. I though. think it's one of those. Schmeichel can't react until Deeney's either touched it or has missed it. That's true. So I mean, he's about three yards out. So I don't really think the keeper's at fault there for me personally. Uh, two elements. Then, I mean, the goal. The game was quite a mediocre game mm-hmm. uh, until uh, probably about the. When just after Leicester scored, so T. Elements gets the ball, plays a fantastically weighted ball through to Vardy, who finishes very well. That's what Vardy does offer you. They're but talking he about needs service like that. Talking about forty million for T. Elements, which I think is a bargain. Yeah, I think they should just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Andre Gray comes on at the end of the game and scores the winner uh, again, which mm-hmm. he did in the last game. Uh, Watford weren't necessarily at their best, but they still won. I think they were lucky with a couple of decisions, potentially. The Cathcart, mm-hmm. when Vard, would Cathcart have... Uh, he got given a yellow. He's a liability, Cathcart. We, talk, we uh, talked about that. You know the challenge I'm on about on Vardy. Vardy would be... I think the referee's arguing there's a covering defender, but for me, the 
covering defender Mariapa would not have caught Vardy. Yeah. But well, I, don't, it, I don't think you can give a red card on the basis, or I don't think he'd have caught him up. Yeah, it's uh, it's like, would, would Aubameyang have caught him? Probably. But would he have been able to make the tackle? So it's one of them, isn't it? And then there was a handball, I think, against Mariapa that wasn't given. But for me, his hand's in a really... It's, he's, like, gone to, like, kick... Someone's, like, hit the ball down, and he's gone to, like, head it and missed it. And then his arm's, like, swung back round behind him, and the ball's hit his hand when his hand's, like, behind him. I... And for me, like, his hand's in a really unnatural position. So for me, that was probably a penalty. But why would he... He wouldn't reach his hand back to get the ball. No, but think? he's, like turning round but then his arm carries on I mean I'm not saying he's deliberately yeah, handballed it but nah, for me I, it's I don't think that's Because it like penalty. it stops where the ball's going so not for me not a penalty for me nah. okay but I, I know what you mean like I would say that that is the sort of performance that I didn't expect Watford to put in this season which is why I thought they would be down there um, the reason for that is because I just I don't I don't see met that there's many players who have the bottle but mm-hmm. then you think about players like Dini and uh I think Pereira again had a good game on Saturday. I think he's dropped off a little bit from what he was at the start of the season but I think generally his gameplay on on Sunday was very good. Um so that's why I didn't expect them to be down there. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand they've dug out a result at the weekend against that what I would say was a poor Leicester side and a Leicester side that I didn't think obviously as we said on, on Sunday like they haven't had Rodgers hasn't been in for very long so he can't like implement his mm-hmm. method straight away but I don't think they you, you expect a bounce when a new manager comes in I just didn't see any energy yeah. or anything Jamie Vardy scored the first goal of the previous four Leicester managers' reign. Oh, really? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. He's the only striker that they've got that can score. So. And uh, Leicester have also won the most points from losing positions this season, with 13, but I wrote afterwards, not today. <laughs> um, what next for Rodgers? What does he need to do? What is the What is the plan? What is the plan for the, for the rest of the season or long term? Um work out who to get rid of who, who he wants to bring in what system they should be playing played five at the back on Sunday also Colo Torres is like one of his backroom yeah. stuff I was like love it I love it Colo um, he played five at the back time for Wes Morgan to go had another yeah. was a liability again it's on Saturday uh, Sunday he's just slow isn't yeah he's it? just a bit shit alright then on to the final game of the weekend which I have written barely anything for Everton versus Liverpool, nil nil. Josh Betley was so happy on Sunday. A nil nil draw, quite so much. What a shite game of football, though. Yeah. Um, One that Everton fans will take all day, though, I thought. The 200th top flight meeting between Everton and Liverpool. Well, what an anniversary, eh? Uh, We're both yawning like a hell of a lot today. well, I'm yawning because I have to talk about this game. I no, literally have written pretty much nothing down here. Um, Liverpool disappointed. Yeah. Well, they weren't at the races at all, really, were they? Six out of 15 points away from home in 2019. It's not very good. No. Not very Did good. you know no Liverpool player in their squad had lost the derby? Really? Yep. And only uh, one player in Everton's squad had won one. Do you know who that is? One player in Everton's squad... Uh, Jagielka? No. Someone who'll have been there for a while. Coleman. Coleman. I might have been the starting lineups actually. Ah, okay. I've got a, I've got some stats for you. Mm-hmm. Premier League record versus top six and Everton since the start of 2017-18 season. With Jordan Henderson starting, 13 games, one win, nine draws, three losses. 0.92 points per game mm-hmm. without Henderson starting 9 games 5 wins 2 draws 2 losses 1.89 points per game brutal then this is against every other team in the league without Jordan Henderson in the starting lineup, won 12 drawn 3 no losses 
39 goals scored, 4 goals conceded. With Jordan Henderson, won 9, drawn 4, lost 1, goals 4, 25, goals against 8. So, basically, what we can say is Jordan Henderson's shit. Like we've been saying all the time. He he played alright though, I thought. You said something very, very funny and also very factual on Sunday which was one of the first times that I've heard that you said Jordan Henderson doesn't pass forward because he can't you say he had a good game I can't remember him playing one forward pass that got to a player he played a lovely long ball that uh, Everton made I think it was Origi brought it down and then it got cleared it was a good pass but it didn't really lead to anything so he's just He's so overrated, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So overrated. He um, his natural decline. Lucas Digne made the best tackle that I've seen this season to deny Salah. Was it not Keane? No, uh, Keane made a good tackle, but the, when uh, the ball came over and Digne, Digne basically, Idrissa Gay was like, oh, where am I going? And then Digne was like, oh, well, you've left your man, you stupid idiot, and it's Salah. And he mm-hmm. literally pegged it back made like one of the best like interceptions I've seen this season and then was just like being the boss man he was he was class I thought on, on Sunday Luca Dean yeah he was super good um, City's title to lose now um, what's Klopp on about who wants to be top in March anyway oh by the way Klopp also Klopp another Klopp excuse was used this is the excuses used by Klopp this season Goal line technology, snow, long grass, opposition injuries, and today uh, and on Sunday he said it was a difficult game. People don't like it, but the wind came from different directions. Do you know what's even worse? Danny Murphy agreed with him on match Fuck, of the day. Oh, Danny Murphy! I haven't seen match of the day too. But like Danny a- Murphy, right? Sh- if, how he's on the telly. I have no idea. He shouldn't get any airtime at all. He's a clown. He was just like, yeah, I've I've played at Goodison lots, and yeah, the wind is difficult. Oh, shut up, man. But then he was like, oh, it helped me score a free kick once. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Um, what's next for Everton? Safe. Do you know what? I think got to give Marco Silva some credit. We don't give him much, but I think he was did a good job on Sunday. Reluctantly, I will agree. Consolidation and make sure they finish at the top half. That's fair. Alright then, so that was all the games of the weekend and we're less than an hour. Normally we spend so long, but the games was a bit shit this week. Um so we're on to Zero to Hero. Who we're we not can got you other news to chat about. Oh, Bolton. I was gonna go with Champions League first. I wanna talk about Bolton. Okay. Tell me about Bolton. Uh it was brought to the attention of my brother. Uh brought to my attention by my brother even yesterday. So, training was cancelled because there was no food or electricity at the training ground. What is going on at my club? I've written in capital letters. It's so sad because to see a club like Bolton that were in the UEFA Cup and Europa League spots for a few seasons decline like how they are is sad. Saturday, they had five shots on goal, three on target. Two players sent off, lost 2-0 to Swansea. Noon and Wheater sent off in the 43rd and 73rd minute, and then Swansea scored in the 80th and 92nd minutes to, to win the game. It's To me, is no wonder why you're down there, and now you're uh, seven points off safety. Uh, no, sorry, seven points off the two teams above you. Eight points off safety. We're going down. It's super sad. It's super sad. Um, you've got 11 games to get some points, but I mean, bearing in mind that I think three or four of your wins came in the first 10 games. Yep. And you've won six all season. Yep. It's not a good time. No. Champions League Indeed then? Indeed not. Yes, let's move on. I don't want to dwell on your on your depression. Depression so uh, uh, too much. Um, I think Spurs will progress I don't know if they'll win this evening but I think they'll progress um, I can see it being edgy maybe 2-0 Dortmund um, Real Madrid play Ajax um, see Madrid uh, Madrid at home or away at home 
So they've got a 2-1 lead, so Ajax need to score two goals at least, which is probably not going to happen. I think they'll go through. I think it'll be a draw. So Madrid will go through, yeah. And then tomorrow... United, Porto versus Roma. Uh, who's winning from the first leg? Uh, uh, good question. Who is winning from the first leg? The other game is PSG Man United. PSG are going to knock Man United out, unless something ridiculous happens. Uh, it's 2-1 to Roma on aggregate um, yeah I fancy Roma to hold out yeah maybe another 2-1 maybe another 2-1 mm-hmm. uh, that would make it extra time then Europa League on Thursday that would make it extra time if it's another 2-1 two no 2-1 to Roma 2-1 uh, okay. to Roma uh, Arsenal play Ren uh, yeah Arsenal uh, Chelsea play Dynamo Kiev at home at home yeah, Chelsea win. Who did you tip uh, Inter? They play Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, Inter. And my tip Napoli play Salzburg. So oh, that'll be a good game. That'll be it? a good game. That'll be a good game. Um, let's just go through this weekend's Premier League fixtures. Mm-hmm. Again, win, uh, lose a draw. Palace Brighton, early kickoff on Saturday. Palace. Draw. Cardiff West Ham. West Ham draw Huddersfield Bournemouth draw Huddersfield Leicester Fulham draw Leicester Newcastle Everton Newcastle draw Southampton Spurs got a good feeling about Southampton on this Southampton Man City Watford City. Late kickoff. Uh, then on Sunday, Liverpool Burnley, twelve o'clock. Liverpool. Liverpool. Chelsea versus Wolves. Chelsea. Draw. Arsenal versus Man United. United. Draw. Then the big one on Monday in the Scottish Premier League: St Mirren versus Kilmarnock. Big game, that. Big game. Um, that's a bit t- tongue in cheek there mm-hmm. for people who don't know that the Scottish Premier League is a pub league. Um, all right, zero to hero. Who my won f- this week? My favourite part of uh, the show. I think you won. Both of them. I think. Uh, let me just have a look. Because it takes me so long to get through now. Uh, Longstaff and Sari, 50 50. Mm-hmm. How many votes? Uh, ten. Fair. So five for five for each, and then Ranieri thirty percent, Trippier seventy percent. So Josh Betley is the winner. Excellent. So that means we're drawing now. Uh huh. Fully drawing. So I uh, I can't remember how we did this last week. I think you nominate. I'm nominated a hero first. I think. Okay, so you do zero first. So we're just starting with zeros. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, we'll start with heroes. Yeah. Let's do heroes then. As it's called, from hero to zero. Okay. I'm going to... These are my honorary mentions, okay? Mm-hmm. Scott Parker. Uh-huh. Good first outing. Pereira. Strong gilet game as Strong well. gilet game. Strong gilet game. Uh, Pereira for a fantastic goal. Lucas Digne for that interception. But my hero for this week is Unai Emery, who uh, gave a tactical masterclass, uh, nearly paid off, only for poor officiating, uh, despite dropping key players. So Unai cool. Emery is my. Do you know? What I think you should add to the like little split screen, like maybe just like, can you write text like the little reason? Yeah, yeah. Because if yeah. people are just scrolling, they might not know why they've been nominated. Okay. Thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my hero nominees: Romelu Lukaku. Okay. Uh, for winning United the game. And he's also now joint 19th top scorer with in Premier League history with Ian Wright. Uh, Aaron Ramsey for being Mr. Ice Cool. Yeah. He uh, beautifully held his run so he wasn't offside and then rounded the keeper, showing why they shouldn't be get, getting rid of him. Wilf Zaha for just being the difference in yeah. an t- otherwise tight game. Uh, Marco Silva, just because we give him a lot of hate and I think he, he didn't just... Uh, Set up to draw that game. He made some like positive substitutions yeah. and tried to win it. I couldn't 
I couldn't face writing his name in my heroes. So. Just, uh, just a nomination. But my <laughs> winner this week is David De Gea for making his 350th Man United appearance. Wonderful. I think that shows longevity over uh, quality over a long period of time. Very good. Very good. All right, and your zero? So my zero nominations. Paul Pogba for being a prick with his penalty. Yeah. Bournemouth for no shots on target. No shots on goal. Yeah. No corners either. Uh, Lucas Torreira for a terrible tackle. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Rodgers for losing his first game and for all the hate he's getting from Celtic fans. Yeah. Bolton for being an ongoing joke in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but my winner this week is Jurgen Klopp for blaming the wind. Ah, uh, I like it. Well, of actually, all the things. very, very similar. So my honorary mentions go to Brendan Rodgers mm-hmm. for basically just not winning his first game and also the Celtic hate has been hilarious. Paul Pogba for being Paul Pogba because he's always in there. Um, the officials at Wembley are in my uh, zero nomination. The Merseyside derby as a general... It's never a good game, it's is it? It's pretty shit, isn't it? And it was especially terrible. Um, and then more specifically, Klopp and Salah. Um, for Klopp for just not getting it right at all, and Salah for being terrible again. Uh, but my zero this week goes to Bournemouth for their no shots. No shots. For first, their no show, basically. For the, for the, for the first time in pr- Premier League history that a, a home side hasn't had a shot on target. That's, uh, a shot on goal even I think is just shit especially when they're playing at home and especially when like people have paid to go and s- paid like 30-40 quid to go and see that game no shots I think is just terrible um, so my hero is Unai Emery mine is David De Gea and my zero is Bournemouth and mine is Jurgen Klopp lovely jubbly now we won thirteen pounds last week. Thirteen whole pounds on JB's tiny tip last week. What are we going for this week? Southampton to beat Spurs. We've you've stuck with the Premier League in every week. I'm surprised. Well, we are a Premier League podcast, ultimately. We we certainly are. We certainly are. Much to the disgruntlement of Oldham fans. <sighs> yeah, uh, we don't listen to them. So. <laughs> Southampton versus Spurs. Southampton are sixteen to five to beat Spurs. That's not very. Oh, I suppose that's three to one. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, four pound twenty return. Well, I'm very happy because we made actually we made some of our money back, and my uh, balance in in here is looking a lot nicer. Um, bearing in mind I pay for the uploads every week. Um, so Southampton to beat. Uh, who the plane? I'll just put a bet on it. Spurs. Uh, on Saturday have you got anything else to talk about uh, no I don't think so well hopefully it'll be another interesting week of football uh, some good Champions League ties um, we might have one less side in the Champions League by the time we next speak oh, which will hopefully be will. Monday or Tuesday um, thank you very much excellent news and we'll see and we'll there'll be a new podcast next week thank you very much bye